this is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 65. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. And also remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. I'll tell you a little bit more about that at the tail end of this episode. So this week's episode, I'm doing something new. I'm actually recording video at the same time. I have one of my GoPro Hero 7 Blacks here in the studio as I'm recording this podcast. And additionally, this week is going to be my second episode on my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia project. So if you remember in the previous episode pertaining to the project, I I told you a little bit about it. I'm excited because a few weeks ago I signed a contract with a publisher to turn it into an eight-volume series of historical books. Now, I've been shooting every week, mostly on Mondays, because generally I don't have a lot of real estate work on those days. So I've been using Mondays to shoot a few counties at a time to get the first block of 20 for the first book. And I officially finished that earlier today with my filming of Fulton County. So I've got all of the counties I need for the first book. And I'm really excited. I've got Bartow, Carroll County, Catoosa, Chattooga, Cherokee, Cobb, Dade, Douglas, Fannin, Floyd, Gilmer, Gordon, Harrelson, Murray, Paulding, Pickens, Polk, Walker, Whitfield, and of course, as of today, Fulton County. So there are the 20 that will make up the first volume of the book series. Now, the first book is going to be called The Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, the Northwest Counties. And I know it's a little bit of a stretch because some of the counties uh, that I've done on the northern, very northern part of the state are more towards the central region But as I explained in that previous episode, I'm working the county starting west and going east and down at the same time. So that's how I came up with this block of 20 counties for the first book. Now, I'm really excited because I found a lot of really, really cool buildings in these counties. And I want to share a little bit with my listeners about some of the cool things that I found. So recently I was in Bartow County and I found this really cool old building. Now it was interesting because as I was driving down the county highway, I saw this building sitting back in the weeds uh, a little bit off from to the side of the road. And it was a brick exterior, red brick in color. And on the wall that was facing me as I was driving down the road, it said Morgan. And I found a spot as I was passing it to pull off and, you know, safely be off the road and out of the way. And when I got to the other end of the building, that portion of the building was completely open on that end. There was brick on the corners as part of the support structure 
but the front of the building was open as if it maybe had large doors at one time that have since been removed. Now, there wasn't a whole lot left inside the building. Um, I could tell in the very back, though, that there were steps going up to a suite of offices on a second story level in the back side of the building. Now, when I got there, I spotted a young man and woman who were across the thicket field from where I was, and he was playing with a drone and using some uh, virtual glasses, 360 view glasses, as he was flying his drone. It was kind of like a stunt drone. It was a small one, really fast. He was doing flips and stuff like that with it, and he flew it in and out of the building a few times. It was really cool. Um, but I, I tried to pick their brains about the building after he was done flying, but he had told me they were new to the area, so they didn't really know a whole lot about it. Uh, he suggested I reach out to the Nichols family who have a business just down the road. They sell uh, portable buildings, you know, sheds, garages, stuff like that, storage units. Um, but on the day I was out shooting, they were closed, so I didn't have anybody I could talk to. I still plan to reach out to them at some point and find out more. But I thought that was a really, really cool building, and I got some really good images of it. Now, in my travels, I found some other cool buildings. Um, also in Bartow County, I found um, this building was sitting along a state highway, and the sign said it was the Emerson Country Store, but when I Googled it, the address came up as the Dixie Country Store, so I'm not sure which one is the correct name, but it's a really cool building. And these buildings that I'm talking about in this episode, um, you're not going to be able to see them really well in the podcast video. You might be able to somewhat see them on the screen of my Mac as I'm talking about them, but I'm going to actually put the stills into the video before I upload it to YouTube, so you'll be able to see them there. Um, this building was really cool as well. It's actually in fairly decent condition. The outside of it, the exterior looks pretty good. Uh, but when I looked inside, all the shelves were en empty. The refrigerator units were completely empty. There was nothing left in there except for shelving units and the, the uh, coolers that are actually mounted back in the walls. But it is a really, really cool building. And it was a lot of fun exploring that and getting some images of it. Now, this week... I was doing some of the counties closer to my home. I had done Cobb and Cherokee, and I was also doing Paulding County on, uh, I think it was Monday of this week. Yeah, Monday of this week, I did Paulding County. And one of the first things I found in Paulding County was this abandoned car wash. Now, this again sits along like a county highway. I, I can't even remember what highway number it is. I'd have to pull up the geotag information. Um, from the images, but it was just really interesting to find this uh, car wash. It was like a four-bay car wash that was just sitting along the road, completely abandoned. And I know it's not used anymore because I've driven by this car wash numerous times since I've lived in Georgia, uh, especially in the years because I've lived off and on on the west side of Atlanta. I started out on this side of Atlanta in Kennesaw, Woodstock, um, and then I moved to the east side of Atlanta for a number of years, Loganville area. Now I'm back on the west side again. So I've driven by this car wash quite a few times over the years, and there's never been anybody there. And when I was there taking my, uh, shooting my video footage and stills, I noticed that the vending machines, the change maker and all that stuff, none of those machines had power either. So fairly confident that the uh, that car wash is definitely no longer being used, but it's such a cool find and it was such a cool building and I really enjoyed it. Now, 
The next building I found in Paulding County um, was one, again, that I passed numerous times. It was just kind of a nondescript uh, beige-colored building that was sitting on the right-hand side of the road as I was headed in towards town. And I stopped to get pictures and video footage of it. And there was a gentleman and his son who were playing catch. Um, they were residents of a trailer park that was right across the county highway from where I was at. And I asked him what he knew about the building, and he didn't know a whole lot about it. He said he had thought it was an auction uh, house of some kind. But he told me that if I stopped down the road at a brick building that was a little bit farther down the road, I could talk to the owner because he actually has a small real estate business there. So when I left, I went to that um, office and uh, there was a vehicle that was backing out of the driveway to leave as I was getting there. And as I walked towards the building, a lady came out to talk to me. And she had told me that she couldn't give me any information on the building. She didn't know anything about it, really. And the owner was already gone. Well, as I was walking back to my car, that SUV that had backed out to leave as I was getting there was actually the owner. And he was still there. So he pulled up and, and asked if he could help me. And I explained to him that I was working on this documentary project, which he was really excited about. And he was nice enough to tell me that the, the beige building in question wasn't an auction house. It was actually a used car dealership for many, many years. So that one was another really, really cool find. And it was great because anytime I get the opportunity to talk to the actual owners, of course, that's the best thing because then I can get the most historically accurate information, especially when it's an older gentleman like him who has owned the property for quite a few decades. So I can get a decent amount of of historical information on the building itself and what kind of uh, businesses have been used in that or have been housed in that building over the years. So that always helps out with the project. Now, one of the last buildings I found this week in Paulding County, and this was in the city of Dallas, um, this building was, well, the signage on the front says pit stop and it says auto repairs and tires upgrades, restorations, custom autos, yada, 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 says now open, but there's never any activity. I've been by the building a few times and never seen any activity. And as I was there to get video and still footage of the building, I was lucky enough to get a chance to talk to a local and he was doing some remodeling work on a couple of the buildings across the street that are getting repurposed. And he was telling me that this building for many years was a large clothing thrift store. Um, for many, many years, and then they went out of business, and he remembered somebody being there that put up the pit stop signs, you know, and all the all the tech signs, you know, auto repairs, upgrades, restorations, all that good stuff on the building, but he's never actually seen anybody there running an active business. So before I took my pictures and shot my video, I walked over to the front doors, and there was actually a notice on the doors, apparently from the property owner, stating that there is currently no active business operating out of this building. So uh, it seems kind of weird that they would, uh, I don't know, maybe get a lease or something like that and then put signage on the building and then the deal falls through and they never actually open, open up for business. So that was kind of odd, but it's a really cool building. It's a nice red brick building, um, but I had a feeling it wasn't being used actively because on the far side of the buildings, quite a few of the panes of glass in the large industrial windows had been smashed out. And I thought, well, you know, if somebody was running an active business in there, 
they would have done something about the smashed out windows because if not, every time it rains, the building's going to fill up with water. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not like it's going to fill to the roof, but still it's going to get flooded. And that's definitely not good for anybody's business when you, <laughs> when you have flooding going on on a regular basis. So that's definitely not going to, not going to help out a whole lot there. But, um, uh, also this week, I went to uh, Cherokee County, as I mentioned. Uh, Cherokee County, when I was in that area, I found this really cool, and I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, and I said that in the YouTube video, so I apologize to any any listeners that may be Thai um, uh, if I pronounce this wrong, but the sign said Chon Nern, or Gern, I'm not sure how, how it's pronounced, but it's G-N-E-R-N. And it was a Thai food restaurant. And it looked like it was a really nice uh, restaurant when it was there. Uh, the, the building is still in fairly good shape, but it's been inactive for a while. I asked several locals and they told me that, yeah, there'd been no active business in there for quite a little bit of time now. So it was kind of sad because I, I, I personally love Thai food. I love to try all kinds of different uh, cuisines. Um, I just think it's exciting to try out foods from other cultures. So I was really bummed out to see that that Thai restaurant was gone. Now, like I said, I've done a lot of traveling, especially the last few weeks. I've been trying to, on average, get four uh, counties each week. And like I said, I've successfully knocked out the first batch of 20 over the last five weeks, or actually, I think four weeks, because I think there was a couple of weeks, one, one week or maybe two weeks where I did eight counties. Um, so it might've only been three or four weeks that I was shooting, but my objective, like I said, I have to have the, the first volume of the book to my publisher by June 30th of this year. So now that I've got the 20 counties worth of images, cause I needed to have 150 to 160 images for each volume of the book. Now that I've easily got the images, I've gotten some of the historical information, but I've got to get a lot more. Um, to create the completed text to go and the historical information to go along with the book, with the images. So that's the part I'm working on now. So I've been reaching out to historical societies, uh, property owners when I can find them, locals, and I'll even do Google research as well. Um, what I'm thinking about doing is maybe using the Google image search and upload my images of some of these buildings um, and have Google search do a search for uh, similar or identical images to see if I can find out some of the information on these buildings that way. I'm going to try any and every possibility um, in order to get the information I need for these buildings because this is a really important project to me and I'm really excited to get it done and especially to get the first book done. You know, I don't want anything to fall on the wayside, but I also want to try to have as much accurate information as possible. So one of the things I found during my travels for these first 20 counties is I've run into a large number of Rite Aid pharmacies that are now abandoned. And I thought maybe it was possible that Rite Aid as a company had gone out of business. But luckily, it turns out I was wrong. I sent an email to Rite Aid corporate, but I haven't heard back from them yet. Uh, but when I did a Google search on Rite Aid Corporation, they are still in business. They're the uh, number one, they're the largest um, East Coast pharmacy chain in the United States, and they're third overall behind CVS and Walgreens. But the interesting thing is, I guess a few years back, Walgreens bought, uh, I think it was like 1,900 
uh, Rite Aid stores out. So those 1900 stores got converted to Walgreens. All these ones in Georgia that I keep finding that are abandoned, I'm not sure what the story is on those. As I said, I'm waiting to hear back from somebody at Rite Aid Corporation on that. Um, but I have been finding a lot of them in these counties lately. I think I've shot like eight or nine Rite Aids in the last few weeks that are all abandoned. And now there was a plan, and I can't remember the name of the other company, but another company was looking to buy the remainder of their stores, the other 2,600. But the offer that they proposed wasn't satisfactory to the Rite Aid shareholders, so that, that deal did not go through. Um, but it's really sad to see so many Rite Aid pharmacies now sitting abandoned. Where, where I grew up in Pennsylvania, they were the biggest uh, pharmacy chain around. I mean, when I was younger, it was Eckerd's and a few others, but Rite Aid bought those other pharmacies up over the years and absorbed them into their chain. So it's kind of sad to see all of those stores that are just sitting by the wayside now, you know, abandoned and neglected and I still don't know the reason why. I'm hoping to find out. We'll have to wait and, and see how things go. Hopefully, I'll be able to find out something on that soon, but we'll have to wait and see. Now, another one to me that's a sad story, because again, I found several of these in the first 20 counties that I've been documenting, and that's the Fred's Grocery Stores. Now, the one that's really, really sad is when I was in Dade County, which is the first county for this book. This is where I started in the very northwestern tip of the state of Georgia by the Tennessee border. And in the city of Trenton, I found this Fred's grocery store. And I mean, this thing was immaculate. It looked like it was a brand new store, but it was completely abandoned. And I was really baffled by that. Uh, but luckily, I uh, shot my video and my stills uh, for YouTube and for the book. And then as I was getting ready to leave, a gentleman pulled in um, in his Chevy truck and he parked up in one of the parking spots right up against the building, which I thought was kind of odd. But, you know, who am I? <laughs> but anyways, um, so I went over there and I asked him uh, what the story was with this Fred store. And he said, well, he said they, they built this store uh, a little over a year ago. They were only open for a few months, and then Fred's as a company went bankrupt, and all the stores were closed. And it's really sad, you know, I mean, it sucks. And, it, you know, like I've said before, this kind of thing can happen even to large companies, you know, like Fred's, you know, if you have the wrong person running the company, um, it ends up not being profitable, not being successful, and it can go the way of the dodo bird, and it's sad to see. And especially this one here, because, you know, like the guy told me, he's like, yeah, it was a brand spanking new store. They spent millions of dollars to build it. They were only open a few months and then the company went bankrupt and closed all of its stores. So, again, this is another chain that's um, sad to see it go. But, you know, sometimes that's just the way things go. And it, it's really sad, but there's not a whole lot we can do about it, um, but try to preserve as much of the history and uh, with not only the historical text, but the images. And that's what I'm trying to do with this project. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. As I've said before, I'm from a large family of small business owners in Pennsylvania. I've owned my own small businesses. Several of my family members have as well. So this was a topic that I, this is a topic that I'm very passionate about and I really enjoy working on this project. And, you know, like I said before, it's completely self-funded. I don't have a GoFundMe or anything like anything like that. So I'm, you know, 
the gas money for to drive all these roads is coming out of my own pocket. And, you know, my time and effort to uh, not only travel to all of the counties to document these buildings, but, you know, the time and effort, you know, the, the personal man hours that it takes to shoot the video and the stills and, and to do all the editing and all of that stuff. But I really enjoy it. So, you know, I'm not complaining at all. It's a passion project. It's something that I, that I really wanted to do. Now, um, the last building I want to talk about this week, and this one's really sad. Um, I, I think the story is sad as well. And the building I want to talk about is Manly Jail Works. And this is located in Dalton, Georgia, which is in Whitfield County. Now, Manly Jail Works was actually founded in 1889. So 1889, let that sink in, well over a century ago. And what they did is they specialized, uh, this, this facility specialized in constructing the, the jail and prison cell doors and the bars on the windows and, you know, the actual uh, bar cages, if you want to call them that, that made up county and state prison jail cells. Um, that's what they did. Now, uh, the Manly Jail Works, like I said, was started in 1889, and this company has been in the family for uh, three generations or something like that, or maybe it's in the fourth generation now. Um, but what it is, is there were certain members of the Manly family that specialized in different types of metalwork, metal fabrication. And a gentleman named Frank Manley, um, who passed away just a few years ago, which is really sad, uh, he was the last uh, member of the family that was the expert on the fabrication for jail and prison components, the doors and bars and all that stuff. That was his specialty. So unfortunately, um, when he passed away, that's uh, the jail works division was shut down. Now, I'm, I, I've said this time and time again, I'm not looking to hurt any businesses that are still operating with this project or anything like that. The Manley family still has the steelworks business and it is still located in Dalton, Georgia. Uh, their current facility is on Walnut Street. Uh, but the Manley jail works, which sits on the backside of Dalton by the railroad depot, this one is abandoned. This this division, like I said, was shut down after Frank passed away. And it's really sad to see that. It's a beautiful building. I would love to see somebody, you know, buy it and repurpose it and bring it back to life as some other kind of factory or something. Would be really cool. But I don't know. You know, maybe the Manley family doesn't want to sell the building. Maybe they just want to hold on to it um, for his family history purposes or nostalgia. So, you know, it's just hard to tell. But it is a really cool building, and I'm definitely going to, I'll include a still to that building in this uh, YouTube video, um, as I will the other ones that I talked about, because these are really cool buildings. And I've had a lot of fun doing this project. Now, I'm not going to make this episode this week super long. I just wanted to give you, uh, my listeners and the followers of the project, a little bit more of an update on what is going on with the project. Um, it's near and dear to my heart and I have a lot of fun doing it. I'm able to take a little bit of a break from shooting videos and stills now that I've got the first 20 counties documented as far as with my lens, with my cameras. Now I've got to get the historical information put together and write the actual story so I can get it to my publisher. So I'll probably take the next week or two off um, from shooting anymore for the project. I will pick up again soon. I've actually already got one of the counties done for the next portion of the state, and that's Henry County. 
And it was because I happened to be going down there doing some of my full-time real estate work a couple of weeks ago. And although I had several jobs, they were what we call a single primary jobs where I just drive up and I take a picture of the front of the house for the company that owns it to put on their website. And that's it. So I had like six of those jobs in Henry County one day. And of course, I was able to knock them out super fast and get done really early with my work. So I was like, well, while I'm down there, I might as well go ahead and shoot Henry County, even though I'm not quite ready for it yet. It would still be good to get it done ahead of time so I don't have to backtrack to it later. So I did that. So I've technically got 21 counties completed. Um, I've got other counties done as far as stills, but not the YouTube videos and stuff. So I will be going back to the revisiting those counties. And that's what I did with these 20 because I'd been to these 20 before and just shot stills. Uh, but I hadn't done the accompanying YouTube videos and I really wanted to try to build up the YouTube channel. So I did that as well. Uh, when I went back this time, I shot video as well as stills and again reached out for any additional historical information on the buildings that I could obtain. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up episode 65 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank my listeners again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else you might be listening to the show. And also remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, but you can request to join. You only have to answer one question to join, and that is the name of the host of the show, which is myself. You can put Liam or Liam Douglas. And I've also opened it up so you can give the name of any of the guests I've had in the past year or so, which would be Jill Mott, Ruben Naha, Jeff Harmon from the Master Photography Podcast, John Harvell, um, Ellie Cat, the model and actress. Uh, any of those names will be acceptable as well. And I do that to keep the bots and spammers out because, you know, everybody knows they ruin Facebook groups. Now, once you're in the group, you are welcome to post your own original work, your own original photos in the group. Please do not share anybody else's work, even if you have permission, that will get you banned. Now, I also wanted to remind all of my listeners that you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions for an upcoming episode, you can feel free to reach out via uh, and leave a voicemail or send a text message to that number, and you know that it'll get directly to me. I, I can't answer every call or text message that comes in. I try to when I have the opportunity, but sometimes my schedule's really busy, so I don't always get a chance to. And I also wanted to remind the followers of my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia project in this episode, I wanted to remind them as well that you, I now have a tip line for the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia project. So if you live in one of the counties in Georgia and you know of some cool buildings that you'd like to see included in the project, you can reach out to the tip line at area code 770-605-5549. Uh, the YouTube channel is Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, and it's also Forgotten Pieces of Georgia on Instagram, and it's Forgotten, F-O-R-G-O-T-E-N-G-A on Twitter, because of course you can't have as long of a, a Twitter handle as you can Instagram, so it's a little bit shorter on there, but Instagram is where I'm most active, that and the YouTube channel, so check out those two, and uh, we'll thank you again for listening, and I will see you all in another seven days for episode 66.